All right, so let's get started. <clears throat> Let me get my mood here. Meemaw, meemaw. So, welcome to Love Rice 2.0. Here we are again. This is Jenny Gessel. I'm an intern therapist down in Arizona, and my partner here is Dr. Kevin Skinner with Ada Recovery. Always good to be with you. Thank you. So, I was thinking a lot about fight, flight, or freeze. You know, I had a I had an experience about a year ago where I came out of my yoga studio. I was teaching a class late one night and everyone had left already. And I walked out and there was a man getting in my car, rifling through, um, you know, just kind of digging through it, trying to get whatever he could find. And I walk out there and the first thing I do is I scream at the guy, get out of here! And then uh, he ran off and I ran inside the studio and locked the door. And then I leaned up against the wall and slumped down and kind of froze and didn't know what to do. And so whenever I think about fight, flight, or freeze, I think about those three phases I went through just like that without even thinking. You know, I fought, then I ran back inside, and then I froze and got a little bit lost and a little bit confused and not quite sure what to do. Fortunately, you know, I, I got out of there, I got safe, I was okay, but I think about that Often when I think about fight, flight, or freeze, I thought we could talk a little bit about that today because uh, it's so automatic and automated inside of us. And when we've been in a relationship when there's been deceit or betrayal or um, any kind of relational trauma, fight, flight, and freeze are a normal part of what happens. And so I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about um, that process, what, what it gets in the way of, and uh, what we can do to help ourselves. You know, first of all, I'm glad you're safe. Thank you. <laughs> me too. I mean, I, I hear you tell that story and my heart's like, well, I'm, she's in front of me, so I, I'm, I'm glad she's okay. Yeah. But but I think what you described there, the fight, right, go protect your car, the flight, go go get locked the door and protect myself. Then once I get into the uh, safety, then I'm like, whoa, what just happened? And there is a potential for the freeze state. Uh Two, two things, just as an observer there, um, you probably didn't think about telling him and going into fight mode. Nope. No, I noticed myself that's an automatic, I, I usually do fight first. I get big, loud, get out of here. You know, yeah, and not that, thinking. And I think that that's pretty common, but, but I mean, it's like somebody cuts you off on the road and your initial instinct is to catch up to him. Well, you catch up to him and do what? You know, obscene gestures and things. That obscene gestures or try to run off. <laughs> right, but, right. But but that's the typical fight response. And sometimes mm -hmm. people are so surprised at their own anger after discovering betrayal. Mm. Tell me about I, that. What what's what's the surprise about? Well, I I'm not an angry person, and I punched him. Or, I did something that feels out of character to me. Yeah, and I, I don't normally do these types of things. I don't yell at my kids, and I just heard that one this week. I don't yell at my kids, and I find myself yelling at my kids. I'm not an angry person, I, I see. Mm -hmm. and, and so now I'm in this almost automatic fight response, and yet the lack of congruity, that's not me, it, it creates more stress. And more fracture, like a fracture inside. Who am I? Can I trust myself? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Another observation. So you told him to get out of there. 
And then what did you do? Well, I ran back inside the yoga studio, locked the door, and peeked out the window. So where did he go, right? And, he went, so, he went, yeah, where did he go? Went out the window and ran out back. Mm -hmm. so, so, so now there's this uh, literally a flight response. I, I've got to get away from here because I'm not safe. Right? So I go in for the punch, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I go back and flee. Again, very normal response because I recognized that that was probably a bigger bear than me. Yeah. <laughs> After I yelled at him, I realized I probably don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So the rest of the brain catches up, which is another point. Sometimes we find ourselves in the middle of something only to find ourselves like, uh-oh, what am I doing here? So the initial response, kind of big, and then it takes a second, we catch up with this, oh, maybe I don't want to do that. Uh, and hopefully we aren't already in the middle of it, right? Because it's at that point that it's like, okay, either you're going to run or you're going to fight now. And, and the other day, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was walking down um, not too far from my house, and I looked up, and I, I kid you not, probably... 10, 15 feet away at the most was a deer just staring at me. And at that point, it was a game of chicken. Right. <laughs> I move or am I going to move? Hmm. And I stopped and I just observed and we stared each other down and then she fled. She ran off. Well, there were three of them actually. And when oh, she wow. started, the rest of them went the other way. Now, it was startling. I, I'm surprised that I even got that close to her. I mean, deer normally, you know, they can smell a mile away. So I don't know what the odor and I had on that day. But anyway, it was, it, it, it was, it was startling. <laughs> it was a good cover. Whatever it was. It was just one of those experiences. And, and, and then they, they flew or fled. Um, and, and I mean, I tell you, I could have had some venison if I was hungry. Um, hmm. But 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 that's just it. They, we as human beings sometimes we pause and then we get away from. It. In that situation, you went into fight and then you fled, mm -hmm. and then you paused. Mm -hmm. And if I could have checked your heart rate, what happened when you got oh. into the building? racing? Every thought racing, heart racing, breath racing, body shaking, throat tight, uh, couldn't breathe. You know, like felt restricted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so we could say that that's a panic, mm -hmm. right? And now your body's like, and and, mm -hmm. and just just literally overwhelmed, literally now, overwhelmed. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and that's a natural response to that kind of trauma, and that's what we would call it, right? Somebody's right. invading your space, mm -hmm. threatening threatening your your property. That that would be defined as a trauma. So. What's the normal, natural response? Exactly what you did. Now, if you could do it over again, what would you do? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, all's well, so maybe I would do the same. But, you know, I, I might be wiser about... Um, Maybe calling somebody first before I mm. jump out the door and start yelling at the guy to pick a fight and, you know, take care of myself that way. So, so in that moment, you're saying now reach out maybe. 
Mm -hmm. Reach out first, get some help, get some support, get some backup, make sure I'm safe. Now, perfect, perfect, perfect. So now I say, okay, if we pause long enough, you can think about alternative options. What are my choices? Yeah, so, so choices in that moment is actually how we get unstuck from the natural fight, flight, or freeze response. But how did you come up with conclusions or, op or those choices? I had, to, I had to slow down enough to think about it. In fact, it was probably the next day I started really thinking about it. Yeah. The next day I started thinking, oh, I should have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So I call 911. And I say, hey, um, excuse me, there's a guy in my car. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And, and, and now, again, we're, we're protecting self. And, and that's, that actually has twofold purpose there. I'm on the phone with the police. And I'm close enough to my office that I can go protect myself if I need to. Yeah. Yeah, talking about that, thinking about that, definitely in the moment, it was more of like a, uh, 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 I... I just, I ran out there, yelled at the guy, went inside, closed the door, <sighs> you know, but, but yeah, having someone to talk to, someone to work through it with, some way to think about it in a different way, notice what my choices were. Yeah. And, and that's actually empowering. Yeah. Right? Because then I, when, when we have choice, we feel empowered. Yeah, I definitely felt too, you know, running out there, chasing after the guy, um, later on thinking about that, not smart. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, when we take this and we think about this scenario, this fight, flight, or freeze scenario, and we think about it in relational trauma and relationships, it's the same. The same experience that I had, the same feeling that I had, it's the same. And, and, and quite frankly, that might have been the response inside of the office or the yoga studio, right? Because there is a natural response to say, what does this remind me of? Par parallel emotions is a, is a term I use, right? And, and so, yeah, I, I think it would have, in a heightened state, that could have re-triggered or triggered some of those previous memories from other life events, Old traumas, mm -hmm. old patterns, old traumas that I've experienced, re-kind of living that feeling and that experience again. That's very true. So how does this impact, let's say we're in a relationship that we're trying to repair. Mm. What happens? Well, uh, if we get triggered, we might fight, flee, or freeze. But just, just out of a natural response. And then when we come out of that state of mind, think, oh, I didn't want to be that way. Or I said I wasn't going to do that again to myself at least, and yet I found myself yelling more than I've yelled before or just distancing myself when I really Throwing stuff, breaking things, being angry, doing irrational things that are just not in my character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, once I recognize the trigger, then the concept is really what I asked you. Hindsight, what would you do? Which is really asking you to orient yourself. If I'm confronted with this situation, how could I respond? In other words, what choices could I make? Yeah, so let's kind of talk about this maybe in a more specific um, kind of scenario. So let's say there's a couple. Um, we have, um, you know, the, they're working through their differences, their problems here. They're trying to repair the relationship. 
um, let's say there's um, just during conversation what appears to be attack by one of them attacking the other and the other one instantly puts up that wall, right? So this is another version of that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So how can we, how can we, when we notice we put up the wall or we notice we're doing the attack, what can we do to slow that down? What can we do to kind of break that pattern? You know, um, I, I really believe that we need uh, rules for fighting. Rules of engagement. Uh, and, and yeah, b because in that context, I'm going to do almost uh, what, I, what comes naturally. And if my natural is to fight, flight, or freeze, then I'm not using the part of my brain that allows me to problem solve. So I, I really encourage my clients to slow down and, and work to problem solve because we feel more in control when we make choices of how to respond. And, and quite frankly, that's not as traumatizing as going into fight or flight mode and especially freeze mode. Trauma comes when we feel out of control. But when we feel like we have choice or options, that trauma reduces significantly. I like this. I'm going to repeat it. I think this slow this part down so that we understand this, that trauma comes from the feeling of not being in control, from losing your choices. And so fight, flight, or freeze as a function of our brain can sometimes put us in this place where we don't have choices. So slowing things down, um, using our resources, practicing even conversations, how to work, how to find our place where we can make choices is how we come out of trauma. Yeah, and I think it's um, important to recognize that the um, frozen state of mind is actually the most traumatizing. So describe what the frozen state of mind might look like. Uh, it's when I feel helpless and hopeless and like it doesn't matter what I do, the outcome is not going to change. Numb, disengaged, yeah. I can't feelingless, do mm -hmm. hopeless. And when I recognize that I can take a step and I have options, I can choose something. I, 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 even if that's going into initial fight mode, that's actually less traumatizing than the, the frozen state. But I can still traumatize myself with my own anger and feel out of control or my own distancing when I need connection. Yeah, let's kind of talk about that just for a tiny bit. I just want to recognize this and validate this because, you know, some of us, when we hit flight or fight mode, we can just go and go and go and go and go in fight mode and don't know how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. And probably same with flight mode, I would imagine. You don't know how to turn that up or turn, turn, make a U-turn, turn around, make a choice, turn around. So it's real practical application. I talk about this in my office a lot is you're going to, you're going to go home and you're going to practice. You're going to go home and you're going to find the situation and you're going to breathe, get a drink, change your body, something to remind yourself that you're going to practice slowing down and coming out of this mode. Yeah. And the benefit of that is then I actually have a plan of response. And, and quite frankly, that takes practice and it takes time. So if I screw it up, if I yell, it's completely okay to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to work to be better at that. I need to take two on it. I like and that. I can't expect perfection because the moment I do, then I put myself in this place where I'll never succeed. I like that. I like that because how many times have, I mean, just personally, I know how many bazillion times I've done stuff and been like, ugh. <laughs> I need to take two on that one and no shame, you know, letting go of the judgment of ourselves, just saying, you know what, I, I want to do something different here and I'm working on it. Yeah.
Yeah, it, it's that that diet that I promised myself I was going to stay on, and and uh, stay away from the sugar. And the next thing I know, I've got that pastry in my hand. That's all right. Tomorrow's a new day. And and, and intentionally creating that new day. Creating that new day with intention. So I like what we're saying here. Let me just kind of wrap this up. So we're saying trauma um, is created by not having choices. So when we develop a way to recognize our choices, we're going to be able to come out of trauma. With fight, fight, or freeze, it gets in the way of our relationships. It gets in the way of repair in a lot of ways. And so we can plan a mode of response. If I know that I usually run from things, fight from things, or if I know I usually fight things, what kind of plan of response can I give myself? You know, and then and then giving ourselves the opportunity to try again. Yeah, and, and in in that process, recognizing because I'm not going to be perfect, I, I'm going to I'm going to keep trying at this until it becomes almost a, a natural response rather than a more difficult one. It's so much nicer to frame things around the idea of just practicing. I'm trying it out. I'm going to see how it works. I'm going to, you know, fine-tune it, try again. A few years ago, well, many years ago, I started coaching my daughter's basketball team. And I've done it for, I don't know, 12, 13 years in a row because I have lots of daughters. And, uh, and I would have them practice doing a layup. And when we first started, the, the layup was like a foreign concept. You mean I can pick up the ball and go for two steps? What? But you get down the foot repetition. You practice right, left. If you're doing a right-handed layup, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. And after a while, they do it without even thinking about it because it's repetition. Human relationships that are healthy are also based upon similar principles. Healthy principles make healthy habits. Practice, repetition, it becomes muscle memory. That's right. Yeah, I love it. Well, let's wrap that up. I think that was good. All right. Well, it's always good to be with you guys. Yeah, thank you for uh, joining us here for Love Rise 2.0. We'll see you next time. <laughs>